0: Welcome to this bonus episode of Human Service to You. I am Navina, and I'm here with the two new members of our little podcast family. Hi, I'm Emma. Hello, I'm Ludivine. So stay tuned to hear all about them. So welcome, Emma and Liddy Thank you. You have just joined our little podcast group about a month ago-ish? Mm-hmm. So you're relatively new to the entire thing. How do you like it so far?
1: I really like it. We did Julian's episode, which was my first episode earlier, and uh, it was really fun. And uh, although I was a bit nervous, I feel like it went okay. And um, yeah, it was quite exciting to hear about Julen, Ju- Julian and his biking around mm-hmm. Scandinavia. I couldn't couldn't do that myself. 128 days on a bicycle, just. Yeah. I couldn't do that. Mm.
2: <laughs> I've liked it so far, I guess. For me, it's the occasion also to reach out to some researchers in fields that are not mine. So it's just great to hear about something else than physics once in a while, you know.
0: And I actually personally was
2: the co-host on both
0: your first episodes. Thanks, Mama. So. <laughs> You're welcome. Always, you know, happy to pass on my knowledge. <laughs> So you talked about your first episode, and it was with Ju- Julian. Mm-hmm. Your first episode was was with Jamie Lee. So how was that experience, you know, the first time of actually recording an episode and being the host and everything?
2: It was not the first time that I reached out to someone to say, hey, let's do cool things together. She was uh, very reactive, which was very nice. And on site, she had lots of energy, let's say. Um, if I can admit that, I was so conscious of her every breath because a few days ago, I had to edit out all the breathing of Princess episode. And so, yeah, during the episode, I could see the time that I had to edit all the breathing out of what she was saying. But I listened, I promise, and it was interesting. Um, yeah, it was also interesting because for from my scientific perspective, it's say seeing a researcher doing some outreach activity, more or less live, you know, and like there definitely was some sincerity in things that she was telling, but it also felt like she was used to presenting her topic and her research and she had a pretty good idea of what she wanted to emphasize. And things like that, and it's. I found it interesting also to think and to observe how she was doing that. Go listen to both their episodes,
0: and possibly more, before then, because they both did an amazing job, if I do say so myself.
1: But also, Ludovine, you were just so... Because I listened to that episode when I did the website. Thank <laughs> you! But also you were just so well-researched in that project and I was just like whoa okay if that's the level of I mean research we do on our guests I really have some work to do before I sit down today to do the uh, the episode with Julian I was kind of impressed and a, a bit like whoa
2: <laughs> yeah to everyone who would like to come know that we will stoke you
1: <laughs> yeah especially if you have like a project that for your episode, it was the go jelly. Yeah, yeah. So if you have like a project or, I mean, something cool that you do that you put on Instagram or whatever, we will we will stalk you <laughs> in a good mannered way. But we will stalk you.
0: It's not stalking. It's just researching. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> research. <laughs> <laughs> We're just kidding, of course. Of course. To yeah. <laughs> so, like do a more basic introduction of you guys. Maybe we should lay down some facts now we know your names. How old are you guys?
1: I'm 26. I'll be 27 was when this episode is out, I think. Oh,
2: happy birthday. Happy <laughs> Thank <early you>. birthday. <laughs> I'm 23.
1: I feel very old now. <laughs> oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm having a kind of a, not a midlife crisis, but I'm having a difficult time with the number 27. I mean because that's almost fatty, right? <laughs> I mean and I'm not even done with my with my master's degrees yet. I don't know, I just I feel very old.
0: Mm. I mean I feel the same way when I mean you guys probably relate to this, when you meet someone that's born after two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. My
2: sister is, so yeah,
0: every time I talk to her. It's like they just seem so young and when you see someone that they say they're born in like two thousand and three or something, you're just like, and you can walk and talk? Like how <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. This isn't about me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but that's a really good point because yeah. I feel the same way. And also I saw just I mean a random meme on Facebook or whatever with someone complaining about getting ID'd to buy alcohol. And uh Person behind the counter was like, "Oh no, I don't need to see that. That's what the the one, I mean, on the on your birthday, oh, so, the year, yeah. Oh. So I know you're old enough to. That was just. <laughs> Wait, I didn't even think about that. Wow. I mean, I don't, I haven't. I'm not good at mm. maths in my head, but just the thought of people born after 2000 being that That's, old, <laughs> yeah, legal."
2: Yeah, Bero 18, you're illegal, be ready. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what do you guys study here at SDU? So I'm on my first semester or my first year of uh, Kent Niggold, Masters in Business, Language and Culture. Yeah, same as Novena. Yes. But a year behind,
2: right? Mm-hmm. So she's your mama both for podcast yeah, and... My
1: mentor in both <laughs> podcasts and in school life. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm studying physics. I'm here for my master thesis projects basically, in uh, theoretical physics. As a physicist, I'm so glad to hear that 27 is 30, because it's such a hard thing for people to accept that, yes, P is equal to 3, it's normal. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, approximations, good, <laughs> we're making our
0: points. <laughs> now I just... So, when you're not studying or working on our lovely podcast, what do you guys like to do in your free time? Like, if you have nothing to do at all and you're just at home.
1: Well, me and my boyfriend, who I live with, we quite enjoy uh, computer games in general. Not the same ones, sadly. I feel like such a nerd saying this, but if it's not computer and video games, it's uh, often Marvel action, I mean superhero movies. We just, in general, see a lot of movies, films, series, whatever. And also we go to the cinema probably more often than the average person. But that's something that we really like to do, and also my boyfriend works for an esports company here in Denmark, so quite a lot of my life in general, outside of school and podcast and family and friends and stuff, evolves around <laughs> nerdy computer games or esports or Marvel Cinematic Universe or, <laughs> I mean, that type of stuff. Self-declared nerd, nerd alert.
2: And what is your partner doing in esports?
1: he has a fancy title but he's um he's a community coordinator when his team plays he does well sometimes there there are a bunch of people who do this but he does live tweets of the game and stuff so if something exciting happens or whatever he he'll live tweet it and he does social media and he um also does some uh, subtitles for some of their content because the fans and the users of their social media it's quite a varied group of people, but some of them, when they talk English, some of the Danish fans, not as old ones. Young ones? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the younger fans, they need subtitles.
2: Yeah, the illegal ones. Mm. (laughs) The illegal ones. (laughs) The ones
1: born after 2000. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) What about you, Ludivin? What do you like to do in your free time?
1: If you have any free time.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's the point. So currently... I spent I think most of my free time reaching out to the people that I left behind, (laughs) I betrayed (laughs) to go abroad, trying to catch up, take some news, keeping a connection with the one that I really want to keep a link with. Like just going outside, I visited a bit uh, mainly before it starts raining around Odense to see a bit how Denmark is because like the switch from Switzerland with lake and mountains next door to Denmark required some adaptation and uh, discovery of the land, let's say. I'm a bit of a contemplative person, let's say, so in these moments I just really like to get surprised by any cloud or seeing birds or just like small things kind of person in those moments, let's say. And for example, yesterday I heard a squirrel eating something and it was surprisingly loud. So now that there are no leaves on the trees anymore, if you see a squirrel, just wait for it to eat and maybe also get surprised by how loud it is for a small animal.
1: What was it eating?
2: I don't know. It was, like, in a tree. For this one specifically, I didn't ask. I'm sorry. Uh, My data (laughs) are lacking.
1: I was just just curious. (laughs) I mean, uh, trying to imagine the sound in my head.
2: My study is clearly lacking data. (laughs) Please uh, share your own experience and we'll collect a data set and be able to carry out a proper experiment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, Ludivine, you're actually originally born in France. Yes. But you moved to Switzerland at what age? 17, when I started my bachelor. Oh, so you went there specifically for your bachelor's? Yeah. Okay. What made you decide to think, like, okay, I'm leaving France behind and starting studying somewhere new?
2: Well, it was mostly because in France, if you want to study theoretical physics at a good level, you have to go through a whole process, like learning in a prepa for two years, and then it's more like a competition. And if you're better than the other ones, you'll be able to attend the good school, let's say. While going to EPFL was like more appealing to me on a personal level because I don't want to have to crush someone else to be able to do what I want, which Mm. is somehow not a good strategy in life, I guess. But it was also easier because you only had to have your baccalaureate with a a certain number of points. And this was just me working for myself and I get my grades and I can go.
0: How did you adjust to the move from France to Switzerland? Like, How do you like living in Switzerland
2: now or before you came to Denmark, I I guess? Mm. Quite seamlessly, because they have shops. I had a home mm-hmm. and I had something to do with my days, namely studying. So I didn't feel that much of a change. Also, because in this part of Switzerland, they are speaking French.
0: So there wasn't much of a culture shock?
2: Less than with Denmark, I think.
0: Okay. So, what culture shocks did you experience
2: in Denmark? The bicycles. Like the way you have to place yourself in an intersection when you want to turn left, for example. Mm. This took me a while.
0: Yeah. We have a
2: lot of bikes in
0: Denmark. I think that's like mostly what a lot of people coming from outside of Denmark, they're surprised about like the amount of bikes and how organized but not organized really it is.
2: Yeah, definitely. It's been the first comment of both a new PhD and a visiting researcher here Mm. when they came to work with us. So Mm. I don't feel alone in that respect. But I also really like that you have those advertising with TAC everywhere, like you're thanking people to do something or... Oh, okay. So I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce it, but for the bicycles, especially there is TAC4D do Cycler.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: And and also, next, like, last cultural shock was to learn that you don't have a word for please.
1: Don't we? No, we don't. We don't? No. <laughs> we I would mean. say oh. beyum. Oh, yeah. Or,
0: yeah. I yeah, but, like, like bayum is kind of, like... Uh, like, you're asking for something kind of... Yeah, know. but
1: then we, we have different words for the different meaning of please, because please mm-hmm. is quite a multifunctional word, oh, yeah, where in Danish yeah, yeah. we don't have that same kind of yeah. multifunctional word. Oh, that's true! Yeah. I never thought about that.
2: Oh. Yeah, I discovered it this weekend while trying to speak Danish with uh, another person of the group who is learning Danish and had a, a test that he passed this morning, so mm-hmm. congratulations. And, uh, yeah, I was asking him, like, how do you say please? And he said that actually you don't.
0: Wait, so have you also taken Danish classes while you've been here or?
2: Not yet started. I'll start in February just because I have too many things to do now with, like, I have to follow classes online Mm. and I have to go back to Switzerland to take the exams. And somehow, as much as I like learning languages, this is not my priority right now.
0: Yeah. I get that. Do you know any phrases or, like, small talk, like, hi,
2: tack? I know tack. I know good Morgan. I know, like, for example, Schule. or I can guess the meaning of sentences when they are written also because I know a bit of German. For now, I'm mostly focused on understanding what's written on the ingredients the things that I have to eat because I want to eat. Um because I have some allergies and I mm. kinda don't want to die.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Good idea. We would also prefer if you don't, you know, yeah. die.
2: And take it into consideration. <laughs> <and> <laughs> Thank you. We would
0: very much like to, to keep you around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Ludevin, have you had a chance to um discover places in Denmark or in Odense, maybe? Like the city center, just anything?
2: I haven't visited the dome or a specific museum or whatever, but I've been around the city center. I've done actually a visit organized by the city, like a kind of international part of the administration, which organized a visit of the city center, also to have a bit of history. This was quite kind of this was quite interesting, but otherwise I mostly just wonder around also by night i'm very glad that the sun is going down early because it's very nice to be able to see in people's homes when there is a light on and they're just living inside this is also my stalking part (laughs) like (laughs) speaking now
0: so i was actually gonna ask both of you because i actually don't live in ulnsu as some listeners might know I just commute here or drive here every time I have uni. So I was going to ask you both what your favorite place in Ulntz was. Like maybe it's like a restaurant, a cafe, a bar, or maybe just like a park or anything.
2: There is a bridge. I think it's north of the town with a system that makes it open.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean.
2: There is a post sign next to it, with uh, something like swing. Swing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, to, to say that it can open itself, oh, yeah. Yeah. because the swing is also dense, you know, so mm. it's like this is a uh, your dance partner. <laughs> <laughs> the bridge is over a canal, and you can also see that you can cycle along the canal, and this is a place where I need to go back to not cross the bridge, but cycle along and see where this goes. Hmm. Are there any places you like in on cinema?
1: There are a lot of places that I like to visit, but I mean it's mostly wasn't Cassandra Cinemax. I actually quite like that cinema it's it's not too big. it's very quaint. The people working there are just always smiley and friendly and you know just it's a very chill place, so for someone that is feeling stressed out or I mean just having a bad day or whatever if there's a movie showing that you want to watch go to uh, Cinemax in Odense it's they're very lovely people there and it's very chill and uh, I really like the uh, the atmosphere there there's also um, I forget what it's called but it's like the um, Odense Kommune it's kind of a, a place where they have all sorts of communal uh, events and stuff mm-hmm. They have different venues and stuff, but they kind of do very cheap talks or people come in and tell you (laughs) their life story about whatever because they've done something exciting in their life or whatever. And um, last time I went with my boyfriend, we went to this event with a person and I think he studied or had studied history and philosophy in combination. He had read quite a lot of uh, Nietzsche's work. And his thing was that he wanted to communicate in a, a more plain, everyday kind of way to people who didn't want to, I mean, spend a lot of time studying a particular author or whatever. He wanted to communicate in a more simple way, quite heavy literature. That was also a very good experience. It got kind of canceled again because of Corona, but if it starts up again, it's definitely worth checking out. I don't remember the name of the guy, but the event itself is called Dawn Denunse. It was really cool. And it's just this quite small stage and it's, you know, the lights are all dimmed very low and you sit in these kind of (laughs) couch-like chairs and yeah, actually just old couches and stuff you come in and there's a bar where you can get a beer or a coffee or whatever and you just sit there and listen to this guy that just I mean tells you all these crazy stories about some book that he's read and whatever and then you have like a discussion and you meet people that that you wouldn't necessarily meet other places Mm -hmm. and also the event itself it was like a couple of hours and you got a free beer or coffee or drink or whatever and it cost like 60 krona or something so they do quite a lot of very cheap events so also if you're a student it's affordable right
2: we should go there at some point yeah, yeah. like the podcast mm-hmm. family and stuff yeah that sounds so so nice
1: a
0: little yeah. bonding experience <laughs>
2: what Emma just said also inspired me somehow a life hack let's say because mm. we're nearing the end of the episode because at uni I also found a couple places I like to go when I'm stressed and I just need to cool down so it doesn't work for everybody but there is a building I think it's a Danish institute for advanced studies it's quite a new building It I
0: wish um, I could help, but I feel like I'm discovering sh- new sh- parts sh- sh- of university, like, every day.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too. And I've been here for, like, four years. <laughs> and also new people, because I didn't... Yeah. I was gonna say, I didn't know you existed before <laughs> I joined the podcast. I mean, you didn't. <laughs> I didn't, but, you know, it, it was a coincidence that we we didn't talk about it at our studies before joining mm. or whatever.
2: Yeah, it's this one. Diaz? Oh, I've heard that. It's, yeah, I don't know how you describe where it is or so that people can find it, because I won't ask them, hey, come to my office, I'll show you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, let's everyone go to Ludwig's office. <laughs> yes, yeah. she can give us the tour. <laughs>
0: S- sadly, not quite sure where it's placed, but if you search for Diaz on the SDU maps, it will take you right there.
2: Yeah. It's at the end of a small corridor that resonates a lot, but when you enter the building, it's super quiet and you feel like in a bubble and and i feel like it really helps centering back on yourself just because you don't have all these stimulations around and it also happens when you go on the half floor let's say and you walk on
1: the like the bridges the walk bridges
2: yeah and you will walk on the bridges because the ceiling is very low Mm. and somehow you're producing sound, but it goes below you, so I really feel supported when I go there, which is probably not the case for everyone, but if you need to try something, I would advise try that.
1: Yeah, it makes you yeah. feel very grounded in a way. To yeah. just mm-hmm. I, um, I drive in my wheelchair uh, across two bridges to get to this one lecture that I have with Namina this semester, And I always find it quite funny the way that the sound my wheels on the wheelchair make. It sort of goes downward. So it kind of just blurs out of your ears, kind of. It's hard to describe, but it's... Yeah, if you want to feel really grounded, (laughs) try to... Walking bridges on the... It's not the first floor or whatever. It's kind of the the half, the between floors here at SU
0: and... So, Livin, you kind of shared your life hack in the form of this building or, like, going to a new place and taking a breather. So, Emma, do you have a life hack that you want to share with us? Because it is tradition on our podcast, of course, and you guys will not escape it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah can't we say that it was a share life hack i don't know if you have inspiration but <laughs>
1: um no actually I, well yeah thank you thank you for that credit for saying something that you were <laughs> inspired by us i mean huge compliment <laughs> thank you <laughs> i don't really feel that i can take credit for that one um i also don't i mean have a lot of great life hacks in my back pocket but for me something that i take with me in my life's journey or whatever in general is um it's okay to stop what you're doing and think and reflect about what you're doing and if it makes you happy and if it doesn't make you happy and if you're not you know doing what you want to do then do something else i mean it's kind of the same thing as uh, julian's uh, life hack of uh, enjoying the journey instead of enjoying or looking forward to the destination just you know sometimes life doesn't go as planned so just stop and reflect and do something else if you're not happy or enjoy the journey that takes you to wherever you want to be
0: well that was it for this episode i want to thank you guys for joining me thank you and the rest of you listeners please stay tuned to hear more episodes from ludivine and emma because they are really good hosts already so far after one episode so i am excited to see how they will continue to be in the future
2: and don't forget to check out our social media to see the amazing work that navida does
1: the website
2: <laughs> and the website of course <laughs> which emma does <laughs> yeah sorry i just had to mention it <laughs> No, love no, but it's good that you keep in mind the important things <laughs>
1: yeah priorities